Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about how to come up with titles. I am very bad at this. <laughs> you are very good at this. I've been told I'm apparently pretty good at titles, even though, like, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how it happened to me. Like, I, I like sometimes I'll just look at my titles and, like, like, for instance, the one I'm working on now, it's called, you know, Labradoria. And it's, and I did it because it sounded very dreamlike, but it also had the word Labrador in it. And mm-hmm. my character is like really obsessed with going back to his home in Labrador. And uh, it, yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> it sounds great. People want to read this. It looks cool. Like it's a big word that doesn't exist. It's fun. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I don't know how. Y- I don't know how that came to me, but I do know that I, I go through this process. I'm going to talk about my fantasy because that's a bit, that one was, is a bit more easy to explain because Labradoria was just, it just hit me upside the head. (laughs) Whereas my other one, which was first called just white. And then it was called the broken ages because it became like a, a trilogy or quadrology or whatever they're called. Mm -hmm. And then it was the shattered ages. And because the broken ages was too close to oh the author uh, jemison oh, nk jemison the broken earth trilogy and i was like okay and the yeah and like the genre was too similar and i was like i'm just gonna back away from that and then oh i the the amount of time i spend on google making sure that i haven't stolen any book titles and then realizing that this one's too close to that and i have to change it for me i like to write you know like kind of know what the book is about and then I decide, okay, is this going to be like a character-based title? Is it going to be, is it going to be about the setting? Is it going to be like profound? Is it going to be short? Is it going to be long? My last title was really long. It was My Extraordinary Memory of Birds. It was super long. But I love it. Everyone loves it. Like, you know, and it's very memorable. Somehow it is. And it's, it's, but it's captivating. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I always make sure is like, I make sure that the, that the title I put on my, you know, tease material for my friends or my family or whoever is going to be looking at it is like, what the hell is that about? Because you say my extraordinary memory of birds to somebody and you're like, okay, first of all, I know that book's in first person. And what the hell? Like, like, what is it? Like, and that's why the first fantasy novel kind of kept getting changed because like the Shattered Ages, Broken Ages, that as a series title doesn't evoke much. Um, so I'm still working on that one. And then there's like Labradoria. It's like, that's really fun too. I want someone to ask why when they see the title. Why is this book called that? That's one of the, like my favorite things. I'm like looking around at my bookshelf right now. I love it when a book title makes you ask the same questions that like a one sentence one liner does mm-hmm. about your book. Like, why is it called that? Yeah, I was just looking at the shelf that's next to me uh, of some of my favorite books. And there's three of them right here that have really that have titles that do what you're talking about that's like why is it named that yeah and it starts raising questions and the three that are here are a dowry of blood which automatically is like okay this is like going to be dark or gothic or horror or something but you're like 
what? Right. <laughs> and then there's spinning silver, which you're like, how does one do that? And then there's Invisible <laughs> yeah. Life of Addie LaRue, which is kind of like my extraordinary memory of birds in which yep. the, it's like a char- it's putting a character in a place. But you're like, well, Invisible Life, how does that play in? So I think you're right. I think ask, asking questions or making the reader ask a question is you're baiting that hook with the little intrigue. Yeah. Like, you want to know more, right? You want to know more? Yeah. You're doing the thing where you're putting like a Skittle on the floor and then they come and get yeah. it and you put another Skittle. You're like, here's a little information. You want more information? You better open the book. You better look at the back. You better read the summary. Now you're going to read the first page. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, now that you mentioned the Skittle, I'm like, yeah. And the thing about the Skittle is you kind of want the thing at the other end of the trail, the Skittles to be as good as the Skittle is, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I follow these Skittles, something is going to be good on the other side. And there's a, so much, to- you know, I'm thinking about it and I've never realized like how much tone mm-hmm. is in like a book title until just now like I, I have I have three books sitting right here mm-hmm. um one is Brandon Sanderson's Arcanum Unbounded which mm-hmm. is a collection of short stories which that tells you like Arcanum Unbounded that says this is going to be a intellectual piece of something like this is going to be like you're opening a tome this is going to be like you're mm-hmm. looking at all this lore you feel the tone immediately and then right under that you've got cam girl it's just one word <laughs> and you know that that's exactly what you're going to be reading about. That's why I picked that book up off the shelf because I wanted to read about a cam girl. That sounds really interesting to me. I want to read that memoir. Mm-hmm. I picked that shit up. And then under that, I've got Stephen King's The Gunslinger. You got it's it's a very serious tone. It's it's we don't know who the gunslinger is, but we know he's probably going to be a protagonist. Like you're setting a tone immediately. And I know it's not actually a Western, but it kind of has that vibe, like the book. And then so the yeah. title also has the same thing where it's kind of giving you that kind of vibe because Gunslinger is very, you know, kind of yeah. like spaghetti Western-y. And like I said, I know that it, that's not actually what the book is, but it's kind of right. got that feeling of it. To be fair, under the Gunslinger, you know, it says the Dark Tower one. And you're like, okay, so Western, but, but not fantasy. a Western, but this is fantasy. <laughs> Stephen King's writing fantasy? What the hell? That's why I picked it up. I was like, what do you mean Stephen King's writing fantasy? What's the Dark Tower? This isn't Stephen King. So, like, you know, it's there's just so much tone in it. And I think that when you're creating a title, evoking the tone you want to get. When I did Labradoria, I was like, I want the reader to feel cold before they even open this book. And mm-hmm. what is colder than fucking Labrador besides Antarctica? Like, no one wants to read about Antarctica in a, <laughs> in a historical fiction, but they'll read about Labrador. And I'm like, that is what I want. But I also wanted that dreamy element because, you know, it's fantasy. Like, there, there's something more to it. And and that's what I'm talking about when I, and I say tone, my extraordinary memory mm-hmm. of birds this character is very obsessed with his memory and it, it shows like, you know, mm-hmm. we, that's what we want to highlight. That's the tone. It's also got a, it's also a very literary title and the book yeah. has a literary bent to it. And like with the invisible life of Addie LaRue, like it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Like there's just something about it that evokes, this is going to kind of be serious, but there's also going to be a slight fancy element and she might be a little weird. Like I just looked mm-hmm. at that book and I knew that that, before I even opened it up, I read the title and I said that character is going to be a little odd and mm-hmm. and it's going to be very magic. There's going to be something very magical about this book, but it's also going to be very like not magical too. Yeah. So <laughs> and that's pretty much what it is. Like, you know, it's 
it's re- it's just really interesting. So I think, you know, naming your own book, looking at your book with that sort of perspective and trying to decide what tone you want is really important. With The Longest Autumn, mm-hmm. you wanted to evoke this, you kind of wanted to evoke cold too, almost. Like it's, yeah. it's that it evokes cold, but warmth at the same time, you know, it evokes fear a little bit. Like there's just something about it. You know, you're setting your tone immediately. And that's yeah. the thing, the most important part. I will say, kind of a side tangent, and I love these books dearly, but one 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 of the points I want to make is to make your titles, if you're doing a series, you either want the name of the series like in a place people can read easily, and you want the titles to maybe sound like they belong in the same series. Yeah. But please don't Robin Hobbit. <laughs> I love those books, but every time I try to tell people to read the Farseer books, I have to give them a list and be like, okay, first you're going to read Assassin's Apprentice, and then you're going to read Royal Assassin, and then you're going to read Assassin's Quest, and then later you've got the final three, which I still mess up because they're like Fool's Assassin and Fool's Quest, and you're like, There's, they all sound the same, and you don't remember which word salad goes with which, and it's like, I they're some of my favorite books, but anytime you tell people to read them, it's like you're not going to be able to keep them straight. Just yeah, so no, you know. <laughs> that's a really good point because like, I also love Robin Hobbs book, but when you told me to read that book for the first time, you told me the name of it. And I was like, I don't want to read about assassins. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And, Cause there's no, there's no like other tone to it aside from that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Farseer trilogy does have tone, but the, the, you know, the first book, it's just like, just the name. I'm like, I don't know. But then you pick it up and you start reading it and you're like, okay, this is so much more than the title mm-hmm. is evoking. And that is something that you mentioned. Yeah. Just it being called Assassin's Apprentice. I would give it Apprentice, but the fact that it's saying Assassin's gives you a very like vibe. Violent. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, a vibe of like dystopia almost. And like, what's going to happen and who's going to get killed. And mm-hmm. that's not really what's important about the book. I hate to reference these books because I'm not a fan of the author as a person but it does kind of give you the vibe of like what the Jay Kristoff books are Nevernight okay yeah it gives you kind of a feeling of like what the Nevernight books are going to be if you've ever read them but then also Nevernight gives you kind of like a little bit different vibe than what it is because it's a very like kind of like edgy assassin school everybody's trying to murder each other whereas Nevernight sounds very like almost ethereal Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think that what we were talking about is tone um, is definitely very important. Tone, vibe, and then like, I, I like the idea of like giving a question because yeah, I'm going to lean over and look at my other books on my other shelf. Or like, here's one of my other favorites. Uh, if we want to start going like younger, that's kind of interesting because um, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh yeah, that's a great title. You're like, oh, I want to know what's going on here. And it gives you exactly that sense of whimsy. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Diana Wynne-Jones wrote, it's uh, Howl's Moving Castle, Castle in the Air, and The House of Many Ways is the name of the trilogy. Uh, Or not the name of the trilogy, but the three books in the trilogy. And so they all give you kind of that feeling of like a place that's going to be very magical. And each one is like the place. You've got the moving castle, the castle in the air, and the house. Um, so that's why they they also kind of feel like cohesive, like a unit. Yeah, it's it's a great, glorious name. Like, yeah, yeah I love it. I love it. I just got Dante's Inferno sitting here. You know, that's we all know what that is. 
the book, you know, the title evokes a lot. So I would just say, and, and don't just go with your first, you know, gut reaction. You know, I, my baby book, I have renamed so many times mm-hmm. and I hate giving up that first name, but like the more iterations I come up for the series title and then the book titles, I'm like, you know what? I actually really like the new one better. Mm-hmm. Make sure you, that it's doing what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let make people get interested. I know I go to my friends and I'm like, I'm working on this book next. And they're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, wouldn't you like to, I'm a little shithead. I, I like keeping my secrets and <laughs> very mysterious. When you start laying out that Skittle real early, because you usually <laughs> talk about, like, you'll tell me the title of something before I know what it's about. Like you said, whereas me, I have placeholder titles until I have to come up with a title. And the placeholder title is usually the name of the main character. <laughs> the Longest Autumn was a little bit different because it was just autumn for a while because it was my yeah. autumnal book. Um, but like all my other books were, you know, Cambiari series was Sorel's book. And the new one I'm working on is just called Silver, which is the name of the main character. Yeah. But they're going to get their titles eventually. And, you know, I think that's an okay to, way to do it. For me, I just like having something like... I like giving a project a really good name mm-hmm. so that I can't abandon it and like back out because like it gets me excited. Like, and so that kind of dr- what drives me forward. But I think with everybody, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to think if I have any other thoughts about titles. I, I definitely don't. I think I'm pretty happy with that. I, I think that, you know, go with your gut, do something that makes the reader ask a question, something that's going to make beta readers want to read it. Mm-hmm. Like, make people curious and convey the tone of the actual story as much as you can definitely like that is the biggest tip i have and i think after that you're on your own like go for (laughs) it there's a whole oh and google it to make sure no one else has taken the book name because that always sucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's also good google it um yeah so i think that's it for me bye bye Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.